What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins. Today is Friday, September 9th, and it is our State of the Union address today on the show as we get ready for kickoff against the New England Patriots and the 2022 regular season. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Today is Friday, September 9th, 2022. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, and your host here on Lock on Dolphins. It is our last show before the season opener against the New England Patriots. And uh, yours truly, if you're listening to the show, uh, you are probably aware uh, that I'd like to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen today. I understand that is not the case today. Uh, I am in Los Angeles right now. Went to the Bills-Rams game last night to get a look at our AFC East rivals in Buffalo. And man, did they look good. Uh, 31-10 to victory over the reigning Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams to kick off our NFL season. And um, uh, some, some good talking points for Week 3. We, of course, have to tackle Week 1 first. I'm getting on the plane tonight to fly from... Uh, LA to Miami. So we'll have college football in South Florida tomorrow. And then of course, the game on Sunday that I will be at. And I wanted to, you know, we kind of earlier in the week, we went through some of the uh, schematic expectations for this football game and, and how I think the Patriots will probably try to play the Dolphins and so on and so forth. So today on the show for me, uh, we'll get into a little bit more talking points on that front and, and kind of tie in some expectations coming out of the game last night as far as just week one in general. But this for me is a lot about expectations for the season, right? State of the Union address. We've talked a lot in the offseason about the efforts that the Dolphins made this offseason to improve their roster and be a more balanced team and play more complementary football. And I think that a great point to that is last night's contest between the Bills and the Rams. For the Rams, they're a very top-heavy roster, right? They, they only have so much ammo in the tank, and then their, their bottom probably 10 players on the roster are, are fringe roster players, but from an economic standpoint, that's what they can, ha- they can, can handle. Miami doesn't have that problem this year. Now, they also don't have the best interior defensive lineman in football, uh, they they also don't well, – they, they haven't argued for the best corner in football and the best wide receiver in football for sure in Tyreek Hill and Xavier Howard. So uh, some interesting parallels there. But um, I, I think for Miami, having the roster talent but also the roster depth that they have, and this is the testament to building through the draft instead of the F-them-picks approach that Les Snead had where, yeah, it counts because you win all in, you won. You won the Super Bowl. But the sustainability of doing that year over year is a lot more volatile than trying to consistently build brick and mortar layer by layer and stack up your roster. 
And that's what the Dolphins committed to do in 2019. And this is where we find them now, even without Byron Jones, right? Even without Byron Jones, who it stinks that Byron Jones is going to miss the four week, first four weeks of the season. It's really going to hurt those opportunities uh, in those Cincinnati and Buffalo games. You know, the matchups you're a little less concerned about against New England and against Baltimore from a wide receiver to corner perspective. But um, I, I think that's the first place that I go. The Dolphins are a roster that is equipped to handle injuries. And injuries and attrition are a natural part of the game of football. And you have to plan for it. And if you don't plan for it, you say, hey, if the injury bug and the bounce of the ball from injuries and bad breaks is in our favor this year, we'll be just fine. We'll win a lot of football games. But if it's not, our season might go south pretty quick. And um, what I like about this Dolphins team, and the Dolphins the last two years have had some injuries and taken that adversity, you know, especially with COVID and the the variance and the, the high volatility of anybody on any given week might wake up on Friday morning and be out. Well, uh, they, they've traditionally handled those situations very well, and they've been very preconditioned in some of their, their rooms, a.k.a. wide receiver, to kind of have that any given week pop up and, oh, well, Devontae Parker's not going to dress. We'll figure it out. But you look across the majority of the roster. I don't love your linebacker depth. Swing tackle's a concern. Corner, you're already going to be tested, but you still feel good about the names that you're walking out there. And I think that for me is a really, really big point of emphasis that I, as somebody who's going to serve as a voice for you to choose to listen to, and I take that honor very seriously, and I will do my absolute best to service each and every one of you throughout this season to the best of my ability. I take that responsibility very seriously, and that is the perspective that I am going to keep. Injuries will not break this team to the same degree that it might break other teams across the league or it might break dolphins of the past because of the quality of the roster from top to bottom and that for me coming into this season is a huge win now if they steamroll on you and you take a bunch of l's then yeah it's going to be one of those things uh, that, that if, if it gets out of control no team can continue to to withstand an avalanche but Miami is well positioned and that's all you can ask for going into a season that that is effectively a marathon, right? And everybody endures the same battles. Everybody endures the same adversity, Uh, but it's how well do you position yourself to have success and take that in stride? Before we go any further on the show, I'm going to tell you about our friends over at LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the right people that you want to talk to faster and for free. Create free job posts in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread word that you are hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, 
Nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The next thing that, that, that I, I definitely want to acknowledge here is the marathon component of the season, right? And, and there's, there's been very few times where uh, I have allowed myself to get to a point where a single game win or loss really dictates um, energy and focus around the team. But it has happened. Uh, no, no further than the Week 2 2020 podcast of lore against the Buffalo Bills. Um, but Miami... I try to look at the season in quarters. And as I look at the Dolphins' schedule, your hope, your expectation, your objective, if you are the team, is to win every quarter of the season to some degree, right? And now that there's 17 games, it doesn't quite work out as cleanly as it once did to say, oh, yeah, it's just four quarters and four games each, right? So let's say the first quarter of the season is five games. Patriots, Ravens, Bills, Bengals, Jets. Your objective as a football team to get to that 11 and 6 mark that I set as my expectations at the beginning of the week when we went through and did the final schedule prediction for the team. 11 and 6 is where I landed. And the pathway to getting there shouldn't be hard. You know, it's fairly, it's, it's always hard and it's hard to win in the NFL. But doing the math and taking care of business is pretty straightforward. Here's what you do. You go three and two in the first five. Patriots, Ravens, Bills, Bengals, Jets. Find three wins in those five games. And then your next quarter of the season, quarter number two, Vikings, Steelers, Lions, Bears, go three and one. The following quarter of the season, Browns, Texans, 49ers, Chargers, go three and one. And then the final quarter of the season, at Bills, home against Packers, at Patriots, Jets, go two and two. You do that, you're going to win 11 football games, and you're going to give yourself a chance to go to the postseason and do what you haven't done for a really long time. And that's my hope. That's my expectation. That's my standard for this football team, based on where they were, the changes that they made, the attention that they paid to being a better, more complimentary football team. You saw that with the Rams. Heck, you saw that with the Dolphins-Titans game last year. Miami didn't play bad enough to, put, to give up 38 points defensively. But if you're playing a negative field position, you're on the field as long as the Dolphins' defense was, the levees are going to break, and then the offense is going to try and press, and it snowballs on you. You saw it last night between the Rams and the Bills. Rams' defense... Until they gave up two long 40-plus yard completions, one to, to Gabe Davis and the other one to Stephon Diggs in the second half of the game, defense played hard, man. And the offense didn't give him anything to work with. They didn't give him rest. They didn't give him advantageous field position. They didn't play a, a balanced football game. And what ends up happening? The levees break. The flood starts. The avalanche starts rolling downhill. And the adversity becomes too much. And Miami despite 19 wins the last two years, they had to deal with a lot of that. 
They had to deal with a lot of inefficiencies, a lot of negative plays on offense that kill drives and set you up on bad field position. They did fairly well with protecting the football and winning the turnover battle. But is that more because the offense really played efficiently? Or is that because the defense consistently feasted on winning the turnover battle and getting turnovers? So being more balanced is going to allow you to play that script. And I don't think each quarter of the season, three and two, three and one, three and one, two and two, with the opponents that you're playing and who you're facing at home, I don't think that's too much to ask. You got to find a way to win. You know, we, we, our expectations for this team is to be better than the Jets and the Patriots in the AFC East. And from a talent perspective, it's there. Now you got to go out and execute and you got to take care of business. If you do, you got to find one win between Baltimore, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. Okay? Just find one out of three. Your next three, you're home against Minnesota, you're home against Pittsburgh, and you're on the road against Detroit and Chicago. Pick two teams out of those four you'd like to play at home and pick two teams out of those four you'd like to play on the road. I promise you you'd like to play the worst two teams on the road, and the Dolphins have that. Quarter three, you're playing Browns, Texans, 49ers, Chargers. Our expectation should be take care of business against the Texans. You're getting the Browns without quarterback Deshaun Watson at home in Miami. Sets a certain level of expectation for that contest. Now find a way to win one of your two road games out west. One of the two. And then again, if our expectation is that we're going to be better than the Patriots and we're going to be better than the Jets in the division, if you go out and execute, your talent's going to take care of itself. You play both those teams in the back quarter of the season. I'm excited. And I hope you guys are excited too. And what we're not going to do is we're not going to do the same thing that we did at the beginning of last year when we did the State of the Union address right before the start of the season. And we talked about, oh, well, you know, you want respect. You're going to have to go out and earn it. And you as Dolphins fans, let's relish in the opportunity to put the black hat on and be the bad guy. If everybody doesn't want to pay us any respect, then let's go out and do it and take it. And, you know, Miami last year had some, some pretty ugly flaws. And the flaws that this team might have will not be the same as those. You can point to common factors. You can point to parallels. You can point to, to overlap. But I don't think you can look at it and you can say, hey, Dolphins offensive coaching staff was really bad last year. You can't look at this team and say that. Hey, this team didn't have enough playmakers. You can't say that. Now, if you want to point to the quarterback, if you're not a believer in the quarterback, but again, I'll say this again. If you're a Miami Dolphins fan, your energy, your effort should be rooting for every single member of this organization to have success. Let them prove you wrong. Enter the season with an open mind. And if you're a pro Tua individual, good. Make sure you're pro rest of the team as well, right? Like we're all in this boat together. We're all rowing in the same direction. And that's how good teams get traction. When they all believe they all have the same common goal and they don't let conflict of interest intertwine and interrupt. Everybody's objective is that Dolphins should be winning football games. Period. So let's make it happen. And we as fans, we have our own role to play in that. Whether we're at home games or away games and they come to a place near you. I know for me personally, I'll be here this weekend. I'll be in Baltimore next week. 
I'm going to be down for Minnesota. I'm going to be down for Pittsburgh. Shoot, I'll probably come down for Houston. If I didn't have a conflict on my schedule, I'd be at the MetLife takeover this year as well. I mean, shoot, you're, you're talking first seven games. I might hit five. But this team has that energy. Of course, you've heard the reports about, oh, well, season ticket holders, they sold out for the first time in franchise history. You got a wait list. Remember, it's a marathon, right? Keep perspective. At the end of the day, any given Sunday counts for one out of 17. So whether it's the highest of highs or the lowest of lows, at the end of the day, you're going to move up a game in the standings one way or another, up or down. But don't let a high get you too high. Don't let a go low get you too low. We got to keep in perspective. We're going to be process-oriented on this platform. And I'm going to let all of you fan the way that you want to fan. But I'm telling you how I look at it and my hope for all of you to maximize this season that has a chance to be really, really special for Dolphins fans. And I hope you hear that in my voice. Because I sat in the stands last night and I, I sat here and I watched the Rams drop the Super Bowl banner and then I watched the Super Bowl hopeful team Roll up 21 unanswered points in the, third, in the second half. And it, it's real now. And, like, Miami still has to go out and do that. And a lot of this kind of stuff feels foreign because Miami hasn't been there in a long time. Miami hasn't had that postseason success. But we have the pieces. Right? And, and it makes it very real for me to sit here and experience an environment like what was in L.A. last night. And then say, hey, Miami's on the cusp. Miami's on the precipice. They really are. Now, things can go wrong and it might not happen. And you're not guaranteed that it will happen. But the fact that the momentum is here, that's all you can ask for going into a season. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, mixed martial arts, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So I think I'll, I'd like to leave you guys with just a couple couple additional thoughts about the game on Sunday before we get out of here and we, we get ready to push play on this season. One of the ways that you can have success uh, against Miami's anticipated offensive structure and approach is to flood the gaps of the line of scrimmage. I know we mentioned that already. Uh, we mentioned that a couple days ago on the show. And how do you beat that? And, and the way that you beat that, if you've got defenders walked up in every gap along the line of scrimmage, you know, never mind the fact that you, you, you have the athletes that you have on the outside. you got seven guys walked up on the line of scrimmage, and there's nobody playing back in the middle of the field. I'm running a hitch, and I'm running a fade, and I'm making sure my fast guys are on the same side of the field. If you're going to zone it and play cover three, okay, is that corner going to sink for the fade, or is he going to – Squat on the hitch. And if he squats on the hitch, you throw the fade. If he he drops on the fade, you throw the hitch and set up a big run after catch. If they play man, you throw the fade ball. Or you run a rub. You can hit, hit throws outside the numbers and check to that in those instances. But think back to Denver 2020. 
Miami Dolphins rushing or defensive attack against the Denver Broncos. I remember this is a big story after the game. They talked, oh, they went back to the 60s. The Broncos pulled a play out of the 60s to beat the Dolphins' aggressive defense where they walked all their members up, the dancing seven, as Joe Rose calls it, everybody up on the line of scrimmage. How'd they beat it? They went back to power football. They started running buck sweep. Pull both guards. Everybody else blocks down. You kick out the end man in the line of scrimmage. The second pulling guard pulls up into the hole, picks up the linebacker, flowing down. It's one-on-one and safety. If the Patriots hit you with those amoeba fronts and everybody walked up, have some power runs in the sheet, in the play sheet, ready to call to hit the outside. Because if they want to put four safeties on the field, they want to run big dime package, put four safeties out on the field, walk everybody up, have some speed to contend with the speed. They're going to, you know, murky up the water. Rob Hunt pulling, Liam Eikenberg pulling. Tell Raheem Mostert and tell Chase Edmonds to fall right in line behind that second puller. Hit it off tackle. So what the Broncos did to the Dolphins in 2020, they ran the ball like crazy against this same defensive look, this same defensive system, this same defensive structure. So if I'm Miami, that's the big question, right? Okay, how do you neutralize the zone run offense? You got to flood the gaps. A lot of pre-snap looks can kill a lot of your options. Okay, so if they do that, go power. And we saw some trap game from the Dolphins in the preseason where they're pulling guards. Leaving a defensive lineman unblocked, that's not the same kind of concept as a buck sweep where both guards pull, coming outside, everybody else washes down. Kick out, kick out, kick out, kick out, kick out, puller, kicks out the man line of scrimmage, puller wraps up, comes in the second level. That schematically for me is the one thing that I wanted to leave you guys with in the event that we see it from the Patriots. I don't know that we will. But if they do, because traditionally that's had a lot of success in killing the quote-unquote Shanahan offense. Okay, have a club in your bag for it. And that for me is running power sweep outside. Dolphins do that. They should have an answer and get you out of those looks. And then guess what? You go back to outside zone and your boot game. All builds off of each other. It's just like building a complimentary roster, just like building a complimentary team, have a complimentary plan. And our hope and our aspiration is that Coach Mike McDaniel will have that in place, and that's why he's here because the previous coaching staff could not. I'm Kyle Krabs. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Locked on Dolphins. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. I will talk to you after Sunday's contest against the New England Patriots. Fins up, make it a great weekend, and let's make it a great season. Thanks for listening.